Amen. How you doing, family? All right, we are continuing our time uh, just celebrating um, our Black History Month and the faith of our ancestors. And we're going to continue that today. And uh, I got a treat for you as I bring up our wonderful sister, Rhea. Good morning. I will be reading a speech by Sojourner Truth called Ain't I a Woman. It was delivered at the 1851 Women's Convention in Akron, Ohio. Well, children, where there is so much racket, there must be something out of kilter. I think that twixt the Negroes of the South and the women at the North, all talking about rights, the white men will be in the fix pretty soon. But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped in the carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me in the carriages or over mud puddles or gives me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns, and no man could head me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it and bear the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I have borne 13 children and seen most all sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me, and they not woman. Then they talk about this thing in the head. What's this they call it? A member of the audience whisper intellect. That's it, honey. What's that got to do with women's rights or Negroes' rights? If my cup won't hold but a pint and yours hold a quart, won't you be mean not to let me have my little half measure full? Then, that little man in black there, he says women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Men had nothing to do with him. <laughs> if the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all along, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they is asking to do it. The men better let them. Obliged to you for hearing me. And now old Sojourner ain't got nothing more to say. Wow. You know, every time I hear that, you know, it's almost like hearing it for the first time. Um, and what I really appreciate is Mother Truth. Mother Truth's righteous attitude. And, and the reason why I say righteous attitude, because historically, African-American women have been just seen as this angry, um, irrational, emotional woman. But when you look at her in her historical context, you, you, you see that attitude a little differently. You see an attitude that was, that was rooted in the understanding of who Christ was and who they were in Christ. And it was a righteous attitude that, that fueled the black freedom struggle I call Sister Sojourner, I call her Mother Truth because she is the godmother of what I would say is feminism, right? 
because the attitude that you heard in this speech, we see it in a Harriet Tubman. We saw it in Ida B. Wells. We saw it in Fannie Lou Hamer. We've seen it with um, Shirley Chisholm. We saw it with Michelle Obama. And we saw it with those young sisters who cried out that black lives matter. Because part of the freedom struggle wasn't just um, black liberation, but it was also seeing women liberated. And so as in this conference that she was in, they were downplaying, you, you had the white men downplaying women. They shouldn't have the right to vote because they're the weaker vessel. They're, they don't have the intellect. But in the same conference, the white women um, didn't view their own sister, Sojourner, as a woman. And so when she got up and she began to speak, you could hear that righteous attitude that just came on through in such a, a beautiful way. I was reading an article and it referred to black women, quote unquote, attitude as an eloquent rage. Um, and so again, I really want us to begin to like, understand like when we think about culture and we think about uh, women and we think about one another, there's often so many times where oppression creates identity and this has been the identity that has been stuck with our women for a while. And so this Black History Month, I wanna just applaud our women in our community. But also I want us to be reminded because we're talking about faith. And Sojourner Truth oftentimes gets separated from her faith. In this beautiful speech that she gave that so many women have embraced, there was this one part where she says, I have borne 13 children and seen most all sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? You see, she wasn't just talking cliche or hyperbole, right? She cried out to Jesus in her pain. This was a woman who had a strong faith. She was a missionary, right? She, she was the daughter of Betsy. As we continue to talk about Black History Month, remember I said... Let's talk about those who really don't get a lot of props. And oftentimes, those were the ones who were held captive in slavery and wasn't able to, to tell their story as much. And Sojourner Truth came from what we would call a praying mother. How many of you heard that term, a praying grandmother? Amen. And there wouldn't have been a Sojourner Truth, there wouldn't have been an Ida B. Wells, it wouldn't be a Shirley Chisholm if there wasn't for Sojourner's Truth praying mother. You see, it was her mother, a slave, who taught her how to cry out to the Lord, who discipled her daughter. And this is the beautiful thing, that on the plantation, they were sending forth disciples to go out into the world, to go out into this nation and teach this nation what it is to love thy neighbor. And so I just want to read a, a few quotes from Mother Betsy. 
as she was instructing her children. She says, my children, there is a God who hears and sees you. A God, mama? Where does he live, asked the children. He lives in the sky, she replied. And when you are beaten or cruelly treated or fall into any trouble, you must ask help of him and he will always hear and help you. She taught them to kneel and say the Lord's Prayer. Then there was one time where Mother Betsy was struggling. You know, one of the things that our, our women, our mothers had to deal with was their children being sold. And so as Sojourner Truth talked about her children being sold, her mother had the same experience. And she taught Sojourner Truth how to deal with this experience. She, at the time, Sister Truth didn't have any children, but her mother and her wisdom understood, like, this is what my child will go through. And she, she was struggling, and she says, Sojourner says, what ails you, Momo? Her only answer was, oh, a good deal ails me. Enough ails me. Then again, she would point them to the stars and says in her particular language, those are the same stars that is, and that is the same moon that look down upon your brothers and your sisters in which they see as they look up to them, though they are ever so far away from us and each other. This was a mother that in her time of great loss was still holding trust to God still pointing her children that was there around her, giving them religious instructions, discipling them, and at the same time, praying for her children that aren't with her any longer. She didn't know where they were at, but she knew that there was a powerful God that shined down, that looked down upon them. And so as we celebrate Black History Month, I want us to, one, celebrate that righteous attitude that has been such a part of our freedom struggle, but also not separate that from the faith of our, our sisters, the faith of our brothers who were enslaved on that plantation. You see, as Sojourner Truth would righteously fight for freedom with that attitude, her mother and future mothers and grandmothers will have that same type of righteous attitude as they refuse to let the devil steal their kids, as they refuse to let the enemy destroy their community. Even when their men were beaten, while their men were beating and going through the trauma, it was her prayers that nurtured a community. It was her prayers that kept the family together in the midst of troubles. And so... Again, I just, oh, I want us, and I know I kept you on a plantation this whole time, but I want us to have an understanding of the faith that our ancestors have, and for us as African Americans to be encouraged by their faith as we continue to cry out, ain't I a woman, or Black Lives Matter, and I want us as a body to embrace this rich Christian history of what God does through his people. Amen? Now, um, as I just close out today, 
If you could just flip to the last slide. You know, I really would encourage you to um, read up on your history. I'm not a, a historian, um, but I've just really been blessed by just um, the works of authors who really took the time to, to really bring these stories to light. And so here is a group of, here's a list of titles. It'll be on the website. You can go and look them up, but just a genesis of liberation, free at last, Canaan land, a religious history of African-Americans, slave religion, uh, God struck me dead, voices of ex-slaves, uh, and then the color of Christ. These are just great books that just kind of um, help us understand and really um, just really learn about our history that oftentimes, you know, get, don't get told in our seminaries, college class, or high school. Amen. And so as we now will begin to lift every voice and sing, I just want to end with prayer. Dear gracious Father, Lord God, we just, we just praise you. The fact that you looked upon our people, Lord, and their misery and their oppression. Lord, we just, we praise you, Lord. We, we praise you that even when the religious instructions that they received from their slave masters, Lord, I pray that you gave them the ability to see through those lies and to really see who you were and who you are, Lord. And you've been with us this whole journey, Lord, ministering to us, drawing us closer to you. And Lord, what I pray that this generation, Lord, that we would remind them, remind our people to look back, to look at the God who not only freed them from the bondage of the plantation, but also freed us from the bondage of sin, who've been with us through all the weary years, who've been with us through those silent tears. And Lord, let us be confident as we walk out this church, Lord, to continue the fight for freedom and equality. And Lord, may we all do it with a righteous attitude. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.